God is, is really, I really just, I just, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for yielding to the Lord. Thank you for flowing because it takes a body that's working together to flow. So I'm just grateful. Thank you for coming with hearts ready to receive. Thank you for being a Jesus person. Thank you for loving him as he loves you, you know. So we just, uh, you know, as we, res- as we yield to that, I tell you what, we will see more and more demonstrations um, of, of his love and of his goodness in a very practical way. So um, I want to encourage you, don't come to a service to see what you can get. Come, come to see what, you, what the Lord has given on you to contribute. And I'm not talking about money now, by the way. Just, yeah, you're, you're, you're a living part of this, of this body. And, uh, and God wants to use us in a mi- mighty way, and he will, and he will. Um, so, yes, but um, thank you for the faithful givers. I really, we really have seen some tremendous giving recently. In fact, we've, we've, uh, we are now um, with our shoebox thing. We're, oh, we've cracked the 10,000 mark, so we've gone past that. So um, we're well on our way to, to getting a thousand boxes. Man, that's going to be a fun day, guys. To pack a thousand boxes is going to be an, is going to be a blast. <laughs> so, um, and, and we will, you know, we'll, it, like I said, you know, there's the people, even, even your, your unsaved boss will like getting behind a project like this. So, you know, uh, I mean, like, you know, shoe boxes are one of those things that it, people connect with kids and things like that. So, but, um, but if you're not doing scheduled November the 20th, because that's the day we're going to be, we're going to be um, packing a thousand boxes. And, and we had the, our movie night, so thanks to all of those who came and, and, and helped with the, the movie night and came and contributed on the movie night on Friday night. We watched the super spiritual Tom and Jerry movie <laughs> and, and thoroughly enjoyed it. And so anyhow, it was great. Um, I do want to mention a couple quick things before we just go um, going into uh, what's happening here. But, but men's breakfast is coming up second Saturday every month. There has... Hmm? Oh, breakfast, sorry. Yes, there's always plenty of food. So you, the breakfast is happening. And um, so that's the on, at 8 o'clock on Saturday morning right here in our cafe. And so if you're not connected, guys, and it's, we're normally an hour and a half tops and you're out of here with a free meal. And, you know, so it's a, a good time to connect. And we, we, we share about other things that spin off out of that. But um, that's at 8 a.m. on Saturday. There has been a small change. We were going to be streaming the first part of the Better Man event, which is a, an Orlando, was Denzel Washington was in Orlando this month giving his testimony at the Better Man event. And there's a bunch of great speakers. And we were going to show the first half of that because we did sign up and we have access, but the video isn't ready. Um, so we can't do it at For the Men on this coming Saturday. So we'll have to hold that over. But, um, so, but stay tuned. We'll, we'll, we will have it at one of the men's breakfast. Also, um, special thing, today is October the 3rd. This, this month we have five Sundays, and we always like to have fun on the fifth Sunday. And so it happens to be October the 31st, which you know what we're going to do. We are going to have a blast here. In fact, it's going to be called a bash. We're going to have a back to the 80s bash in church. Yes, we still will worship God. It's going to be fun. Um, you do not have to dress up if you don't want to, okay? No pressure. But let me just tell you, there are some people in amongst you all 
that are some heavy party animals that go over the top when it comes to dressing up. So, so I, yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I've only heard bits and pieces of what's planned for the day. Um, and so it is going to be fun, um, a lot of fun. In fact, Seth and Sandra Dunn from Colorado are going to be here as well. Uh, but this is going to be an outreach service. So it's, it's besides just having fun, it will still, we are going to have the gospel preached in, in a way, in a fresh way, in a different way. So this is a great opportunity to think of people who would never normally come to church and invite them to having, having something very different. It's going to be a very different church service. So that's this month, uh, October 31st, okay? And, and by the way, you will have invites. They are being printed. They're not here, but next Sunday they will be uh, available and you'll be able to hand them and give them to, to folk and invite people. But we'd love, we'd love for this place to be packed to the, to the gills. And I don't know, I've just heard bits and pieces. I don't know, is food's planned, right? There's even going to be food or something afterwards or no, Linda? Yes. Potluck. Oh, there's a potluck. There you go. Okay, sorry. Food. Yeah. Awesome. Praise God. Well, um, flowing with where we're going, we're just going to shorten the service a little, and, and that's okay. Is that all right with you? We're not going to trim out the Holy Spirit. Don't worry. Just, we're just staying connected with what we have. But um, I, been, I started a series last week called Creating Your New normal. Now, we've been hearing those words new normal for a little while, right? What is the new normal? What is a normal? Um, and they're, they're, they're actually, you know, I've spoken for a little while about culture and things like that. And, and you're, we each have a normal. You have a family normal. You have a family of origin. You have a cultural normal. You've got, you've got a, all kinds of normals in your life. Um, now we're going through this massive you know, transition in the world, uh, all over the world, there are new normals being created. We really don't know what it's going to look like. You know, 9-11 was a massive world event, right? Even though it happened in New York, you don't know. It, it affected a whole bunch of stuff. There were a lot of dominoes that were knocked over after 9-11 because it was a historic effect that affected the world. And let me tell you, COVID has affected the world doesn't matter whether it exists or doesn't matter it is it's it's moving there are people that are whatever whatever it is happening i mean we've got all this discussion there's a lot of uh discontent there's a lot of people there it seems like lines are being drawn up although i i just i have a great distaste for it about this whole are you vaccinated or you're not vaccinated kind of to be or not to be is the question i guess um but but the point is that is that there there are a whole bunch of stuff that it are, is happening in the world, and we, we change typically brings with it, uh, for most people, a lot of fear. Um, before I say one thing, I do want to reach out to Miss Judy, and uh, Miss Judy, and Mr. Uh, Judy um, Abraham, her husband, and of course, um, uh, um, Neela and Isaac, Isaac's father, um, passed away yesterday morning. And so, guys, we, we think we... Um, we thank you for being here, but our hearts go out to you, and we really sense the God, the, the God of comfort is with you. Abraham just walked into eternity yesterday morning, so I know that he is dancing and having fun with Jesus, but I know that you guys are here, and, and uh, we, our hearts go out to you this morning, so we love you guys. Thank you. So, sorry about that. I just wanted to, I just saw, noticed you guys over here, so <clears throat> um, where was I? I was just saying, but, but this, this normal, 
we have to be aware when, when, when there is a change or a shift, and this happens on a very, very microscopic level and a very macroscopic level, we are, we are resistant to change, naturally resistant to change. We, 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 we create a comfort zone, and, and you have a comfort zone. Whether you think it's not, you may have a, a very small world or you may have a very large world, but you have, certain, you have certain things that make you comfortable and certain things that make you uncomfortable. And you can, we can, you can delve into whatever area it is. You, you, you feel comfortable within, when you're in a certain area. When you're in a different area, you feel very uncomfortable. There, there, p people can cite uh, instinct and safety and go say, you know, for years ago when you were back there, where, where, where you're feeling comfortable, we tend to settle. We tend to settle. So it's a very unnatural process for us, and I'm talking natural, in fleshly process for us to be willing to change. Simply because change means that we have to adopt something that we haven't adopted before. I said, this, I said this last week, and you've heard me say it before, but in one sense, your future is already written if you don't yield to change. If you don't have a, and let me, let me put a spiritual word onto this, if you don't have a heart for repentance, you will get more of what you're getting right now. And now I'm going to define repentance. You know, repentance has got nothing to do with wailing and pouring out tears and telling God, I'm sorry. That is not repentance. Repentance in the New Testament is literally metanoia, to change your mind. That is what the word is. And unless you're willing to transform, unless you're willing to submit to God's process of change, then you will get more of what you have. The same processes that you, the same belief systems that are buried in our heart are directing our lives. Now, that is an essentially critical little piece of information there that you need to process. What is in your heart, all the beliefs that are trapped or called or, or in your heart right now are creating, they basically like the DNA of all your decision making. Because the same, what you believe drives how you're going to choose between certain things. If you, and, and I'm talking about very practical things, your financial status, your weight, you can name whatever it is, your health status. You have a certain thing that you become comfortable with that you will always return to. You can momentarily rise above that level, if you want to call it a level, but it's not, it's not necessarily a level. You can, you can make that, you can temporarily improve that situation or you can temporarily have setbacks or circumstances that will, that will drag you down lower than, your, than, than where your belief is in that area. But ultimately, you will come back to that. Have you noticed that in life? If you are sick and you're a sickly person and have always been sickly, it's, a, it's coming because of a certain belief system. Now, that's going to be hard to swallow for many people. But listen, stay close, stay connected, because this series is critical. And this series you cannot get in one or two Sundays. There are essential pieces that you need to stay connected with and hear with your heart. This isn't something that you can just quickly hear. This is something that you will have to listen to again and again. And, I, and, and I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to reveal this to you in your heart. Because this can totally set you free.
You see, we are talking about creating your new normal. So the goal of this series is to give you the tools so that you will effortlessly be changing in that area that you choose to change. Because God has given you the ability to change. He's given us his word and he's told us how we can affect change. Okay, now when we talk about change, I, I, I prefer the word transform because that's the Bible word. I'm not, I'm not talking about behavior modification. I'm not talking about faking it until you make it. Pretending to be somebody you're not. I'm talking about change as we've spoken about before. Change, true change, effortless change, real change that flows from the inside out. Genuine change. So transformation is what we're called to. And he has given us the tools and the understanding how we're going to deal. So we, to, to work through these things, there are some really, like I said, there are some really critical things that we need to understand. So I'm not going to be talking super fast. I'm not going to, but I, and I, but I, I, I want you to um, get your ears on. Does that make sense? Okay. So if you have your Bibles, won't you turn with me to Proverbs chapter 2. Now, Proverbs chapter 1 through 5, uh, the first part of chapter 5, are, is, is a powerful teaching about certain things. And, and it talks, and the writer of, of Proverbs, some people say David started the, the first few chapters, and others say, you know, Solomon did, and so on. I, I'm really not quite sure on that, but whatever it is, Proverbs is written, is a powerful book on wisdom, and it's got such incredible uh, incredible insight in how to live life and get what you are truly looking for in life. Okay, so Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments within, with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek uh, if you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Now, there, in, in that passage over there, in, you'll see that this isn't incidental. This, uh, this, this is very intentional because it says, if you make your ears, if you receive my words and treasure up my commands. I mean, just taking verse 1. One, you have to receive the word of God. Two, you've got to treasure up his commands. Now, I'm going to put a peg in this because one of the things that we have to, little aside here, the words that most of you have heard your whole life defined are actually not the meanings of most of the words that we understand. Okay? I, so you have to be willing to let go of the definition and relearn some definitions of words. Okay, you have to be willing to understand that because, because I tell you why, you he, you see the word command, and immediately if you're a legalist or have been involved in legalism, you immediately think God's standing there with a stick. You do it, you get punished, or you do it to earn something from God, because that is the understanding of the word command, in your heart and mind, because your word in your comfort zone in your heart your word commandment has been defined a certain way so whenever you now there are lots of words like this in the word of god that we have to start understanding in a biblical way 
Next, next week I'll have a, if it arrives from Amazon, I have an illustration that I had in mind. But, but the, the Word of God defines a lot of things. And sometimes why we get confused is because we read a word through these, this understanding of legalism of the word commandment, for example. Well, if I obey the commands, then I get something from God. And if I don't obey it, I get the stick or my washing machine blows up or whatever the case is, right? So, but, but when, when you redefine the word in context with everything else and you see what the word command really is bringing, old and new, because the New Testament talks about commands to people, and I'm a grace person to the bone. But the word command is God's prescription for wholeness. When you understand that command has not got to do with being legalistic, it's got, and, and listen, I was stuck in that rut where that word meant I better perform so that God can give me something. Okay? But that's not what God is saying here. It's nothing that you have. Transformation, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this <laughs> statement. Transformation is not you being one way and now I've got to walk over there to eventually become somebody that I wasn't. Do you understand? I'm going to explain this a little bit. We think most of the time that transformation is here I am, I really suck, but I really want to be a good person that Jesus wants me to be. So let me try real hard until I can try and then one day I'll be here and then all my prayers will get answered. Okay, now I'm, I'm just a lovely person. That's not what transformation is. When, when, we, when we understand certain things about who God, we have to awaken to righteousness. We, when Jesus made and fulfilled this, when you got born again, you were given it all. You were made righteous, you were made whole. We've got all these things and, and which we'll discuss in time. But you were literally given this whole new heart, this whole new thing that you, has been given to you. So I have to go through this process of renewing my mind to actually believe and redefine these things so that I can actually believe who Jesus has, past tense already, past tense made me in Jesus. Jesus has already given me. All these things has already been done. Now, listen. I could stop right there and say, that's your homework. Listen to this a hundred times or 2,000 times. But that's powerful. You see, change, when you think you have to change, you feel disapproved, uninherited, unaccepted, unqualified because you don't deserve it. But you see, that's only because in your mind and in your belief system, you have disqualified yourself. You've done all these things. You haven't believed who you are or what he has or what your true identity is in Christ or what is your righteousness, all of these things. So you have to be prepared to repent. Repentance isn't something you did in 1974. Repentance is a heart attitude that says, I will yield constantly to the prompting of the Holy Spirit 
to change and to allow my mind to be renewed, okay? And I've dealt with series when we split the nourish and flourish, you know, Colossians 3, Ephesians 4. We've got to put off the old man, renew our mind, and put on the new. Now, that doesn't mean I've, the new man, where is he? Where is that guy? I and mean, I've got all this old stuff. Look, I look, you look in the mirror. You, you see your bad attitudes. You see your, your bad temper. You're flaring up for this. You're doing, and you can go all the way. Your health issues, your money issues, you're always choosing the wrong guy or the wrong girl. Um, but whatever you are living in, there is a, there is a, a, you have a programming default that's causing your beliefs to think that way. Okay. So we have to embrace this heart of willingness to want to experience full transformation. Because it is in us. It is in us. Okay, so that's the good news. I, I, I want you to know when Jesus said it's easy and my burden is light, he meant it. Matthew 11. Come to me. All you who are weary and heavy, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come and learn. But you see, right there is where lots of people just get off the track. Jesus said, come to me, one, learn of me. I'm gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest for your souls, your mind, your will, your emotions. Jesus, experiencing Jesus, this walk with Jesus, this journey with Jesus, will always, with its, with, when it's with him, it will be one of peace, because you know the Prince of Peace. You'll be walking this road of experience with him. Okay? It's going to be easy and light. But, um, going back to my core scripture there that I started with in Proverbs chapter I read verse 1 to find. So it says, One, my son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments in you. Now that, that means if you take a word and you treasure it, that is way more than casually reading a scripture verse. I, I, I actually have never been a fan, and I've got to explain this, I've really never been a fan of read the Bible through in a year. Because not because it's not good to have an overview and I get it, but to read chapter, 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 and you, you, I feel that way. That is way too much information for me to actually process. You, you don't have to, am I, you know, I, I, you, you don't have to process all this heavy stuff about, you know, the Old Testament when you were a baby and you Christian. And I'm talking about the Old Testament, certain parts of the Old Testament. Some parts of the Old Testament are fantastic because it gives you a setting. Uh, but, but here it is, treasuring up my commands within you. It, it's, it's, it's having that, that intimate time with you and you, Jesus, where, where you're actually able to absorb what he's saying to you. We're actually able to, to receive these words that he gives you. Remember, we've spoken about the nourish and flourish again. The seed is the word of God. It's up to me to learn how to nourish that seed, to water it, to not choke it by the cares of this world, deceitfulness of riches, desire for other things, according to parables like Mark 4. It's, it's such a critical thing to understand, man, this is, this is incorruptible seed. But it's seed. It's not fruit. I want you to understand that. The Word of God is seed. It's not a magic spell. 
I can't do this. I can't put my pillow under, I can't put my Bible under my pillow, and I can't just regurgitate seeds. Because it's only seed. The only place that seed grows is in your heart. Okay? So, so I, I'm just, just to throw that out there because this is all going to tie in bit by bit. So if this is, sounds new to you, please stay connected because it says in verse 2, making your ear attentive to wisdom. Who does that? We do. Making your ear. That's the, that's the call. Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. That is something that you've got to do. You have got to choose if you're going to incline your heart to understanding. You're going to treasure up his word. You're going to make your ear attentive to his word. In verse 3, yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, now you're getting desperate. I mean, seriously, are you that hungry for insight and understanding that you would actually literally do that? Or is it, uh, whatever, I'm watching the Kardashians, who cares? You know, I'll go, whatever, you know, I pick on the Kardashians often, okay, poor them. But, no, but if you call out for insight, that is, that is desiring and hungering for insight and calling aloud for understanding. You see, you have to put demand, you have to, you have to put a demand on that. Insight and understanding doesn't slap you in the head one day. You have to seek for it. You have to search for it. And I'm not talking about intellect here at all. In fact, there's a lot of people that seek with it intellectually, and it does more harm than good. I'm not talking about intellect here at all. This has got to do with, like it says in verse 2, inclining your heart that way, your heart. Yes, you have free will and control of your heart. And later on, we'll go through scriptures. I've got a lot of scriptures that talk about your heart. You, it says, you write on the tablets of the heart. You guard your heart. You've got, to, you've got to do all these things. You've, you, you, you're supposed to guard your heart, guide your heart, write on your heart, you, on the tablets of your heart. All of these things are yours to do. Now, I am talking, this is a message for believers, right? If you're a non-believer here, praise God, welcome to church. And, uh, you know, we, you're, but, but this, is, this is something. We're talking about creating a new normal. I want you to get these principles, right? So it is something that you have control over. You have, you are, the, you are the administrator of your heart. Not even Jesus can decide where your heart wants to go. Not even God himself. He, he has given us tools. He has given us even the Holy Spirit. He's even written on, when we got born again, he, he gave us a new heart. He, he wrote his law on our heart. There's all these things that are already being given to us. But it is up to us, and you will see as we unpack this series, okay? So that it is, it is our responsibility. Amen? Now, it says um, in verse 4, If you seek it like silver and search for it as hidden treasure. Wow, that's pretty powerful. That, 
I don't know how many of you, if you ever did find a map with an X on it and it wasn't too far, I, I don't know, I'd probably, I'd probably, if I found something that I really thought was an authentic pirate map, I probably would finance no matter where it was in the world to go and dig it, right? Wouldn't you? I mean, if somebody said, this is really Blackbeard's, I found it. I mean, it's genuinely, it's true. Nobody knows about it, but here it is. X marks the spot, you know. How many of you would do whatever you can to go and dig up the treasure or find the treasure, right? And here's the, here, here, here it says in verse 4, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasure. <laughs> Makes me think of the New Testament parable, right, of the treasure in the field and the pearl of great fire price. But it's like, it's like listen, that's got to be that's got to be the heart's intention that's got to be the intensity that you want to dig out insight and understanding if you think oh well you know i i I guess someday i'll just get slapped on the side of the head and i'm going to understand things it's it's not it's not but god if you are willing to yield by his spirit and by his grace he will give you and you as you lean in and incline your ear to he can build up these desires right then it says you will understand in verse 5 the fear of the lord and find the knowledge of god and then as i said we could literally go through chapter one two three four and the first part of chapter five and it will say very similar it'll talk about your heart your heart how we guard your heart there's so much in those first four chapters of proverbs and then it goes into the proverbs (laughs) It talks about this, this desire, okay? But again, I want you to say, I want you to hear me carefully. I said that Jesus said this work is easy. His burden is light. I am not talking about giving up your day job so that you can stay and read the Bible. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an intentionality to, to yield to what God has for you. I'm talking about putting a demand on insight and understanding and calling for it and seeking for it. That does, that does have a practical world relationship. Because if you hear that, if, you, if you're normal right now, if your normal doesn't include any Bible reading and any Bible study, then you can ask yourself that question. How hungry am I? Now, this is not a condemnation because there is no condemnation in Jesus. I'm talking about laying hold of insight and understanding, right? So, but this is easy. So, I, 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 I'm, I'd made a note here in my notes, and, and we saw a demonstration of God. Just, I know that many people, numerous people will healed here and had a touch of God this morning. But last week I made this statement that I wanted to give some clarity to. We can experience the power of God here manifest when we are in worship. And, and I didn't mean it to sound like this isn't powerful. If that came across that way last week, I'm sorry. Because I, I made a statement about, but I was talking about the power of God, and I, and I hope I explained it properly. And I said, the power of God, sometimes when we hear as Christians, we hear the word power of God, we think it has to happen up front. We think that this is the only place that God moves. When the band has just got all their notes right and I'm feeling the flow, then, 
feeling of then oh okay god can no but no listen we we are supposed to live in the resurrection power of god and that is that is more than on a sunday morning now can does that make this experience less absolutely not this is like i said paul perceiving somebody to be healed can you can respond easily in an environment like this but do you think god changes do you think that after you walk out there he packs up his throne and says okay i'll see you next week you know or, or something like that it's like no you, you know you, you you taking jesus with you you can you can lay hold of that we're supposed to be living a supernatural life we're supposed to be experiencing it and what i'm talking about is appropriating the power of god in our lives because this the this series is is ultimately how you can lay hold of miracles not just for you but for other people jesus has called us to live in a prosperity he's given us this great inheritance he's got but there is a i hate to say the word i was about to say method it's not it's not really a method there is a there is it's not like you can it's not like a series of combination locks if you turn this one to one and that one to five and that one to there and then suddenly you know the little cookie will fall out or god will give you a healing but but understanding these things is essential now does somebody can somebody be healed on the mission field not knowing god oh yes i've seen it often i've seen sinners get healed that makes religious people really mad god i don't know why he doesn't even go to church and he got healed why not me good questions you should ask yourself that question have you spoken to Jesus about that recently? Because you can call out for insight and understanding. And listen, none of us are going to arrive before we go to heaven, but we can have understanding. I, I, I've, I hear sad testimonies about people struggling with, with issues and with sickness and, of course, with death and families and all these other things, and then they want to just give up on God because somebody bless their stupid hearts, um, told them that God is in control. And so now God gets lumped with all of your bad decisions and lack of intention, or the poor devil. I don't really think he's poor, but I don't, okay. <laughs> but I can tell you what, the devil is not as big as a problem as you think he is. When we unpack that scripturally, most Christians don't even have a clue about the devil. They have never read the Bible and what the Bible says about the devil. I saw this TV show, I shouldn't even be talking about this, but I saw this TV show the other day called Lucifer, the Lord of Hell moves to LA. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> have you seen that show's title? It's called Lucifer. And it was like, the Lord of Hell gets bored with you know, being the Lord of Hell. So he thinks like he's going to move into L.A. and have some fun. Well, I don't know what he, I haven't seen the series. But I thought, you know, you know how often, you know how often I've heard it in, in, in media and in churches that, that people have this understanding that the devil is in charge of hell. It's like, do you guys even read your Bible? You know, it's like, have you read that he has never been to hell? Not yet. Not yet. Do you know that hell was prepared for him, and when he goes, he ain't coming out. 
But some people think that him and God are at this like odds, and sometimes the devil wins, and you know, and so it's like, pfft. guys, listen, you can get set free if you just let the truth get in there. Truth is like light, right? Jesus said, when you know the truth, it'll set you free. You know how many people aren't set free because they haven't got their lives established in truth and so that they are just fair game for whatever wind of doctrine about the devil or about what fear or about disease or, oh, I guess I must say it because, so, oh man, I'm so tempted to name names. Right, right. But it's like, there are big churches that do not preach, do not preach truth. Big churches in the world Big churches that we consider evangelical churches, they've got 20,000 people or 40,000 or 100,000. It doesn't matter. I can tell you what, their doctrine does not come out of the word of God. And people will go, oh, wow, but 20,000 people go to church there. Like, that makes it truth. I, I'm sorry, guys, that I, I know I would like to believe I'm perfect, but you still have to take what I take and go to the Word of God and check it out. And a lot, a lot of your issues, a lot of your normal that you have were created because you believed the preacher that you grew up in. And you didn't go to the Bible. If you had gone to the Bible and not to some preacher who persuaded you and confused you, and, and I'm, I, I'm one of them, so, but I want to tell you that truth that Jesus gives you will set you free. Do you want to be free? Do you want to experience freedom? Do you want to experience the abundant life that Jesus came to give us? Because that is a choice. But I can promise you, I can promise you, it doesn't happen without intention. And so I'm grateful for you being here today. But I'm also telling you that God is calling us, is calling this church to something more. And we have this beautiful opportunity of having a real living Jesus experienced Christianity that we can take to the world. I had a, a vision, I don't know even how long ago it was in, in one of the overflow and, and somebody, Bruce might remember when it was, but I saw a cornucopia on top of this building. You know what a cornucopia is? That big old thing with it, and I saw fruit, kind of like big old juicy fruit around here. And I saw the rest of this area as like, like fields, like wheat fields. And I was just like, oh wow. And I just saw the, the, how we're going to reach the world around us, us, Lake Haven, how you, if you will, it's going to be through the fruit of the Spirit in your life. Not because of anything, but because people are going to see you as a luscious peach or banana or whatever. Southern peach, I guess you could take that all weird. But I mean... <laughs> But, but because they're going to see you act and react differently to anybody else around them. They're going to see you not respond in fear, no matter what's happening. They're going to see you acting because you're going to be established. They're going to see, not just, I'm not, you know, we, we default to the power of God thing and then we think, oh, well, it's got to look like this. No, no. When you are, when you are at peace, when all the world, world is going crazy, 
you are going to be shining. People are going to like, aren't you worried? And you're going to like, no. Why? Why not? Well, I have this hope. I know this truth. But you know what? When we have believers in the world that you can't even tell them apart from the world. They hate political people and they hate this and they hate that and it's, they just seem to be filled with hate. That isn't shining Jesus. And I'm not saying that we can't stand up and be bold and, and stand for what we believe in. That's not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good faith, gentleness, self-control. These things are a fruit of when we're believing right and we're living in this place. People can experience that and they will come and eat from you. You will have be the, you are the hands and feet of Jesus. You are the answer to the world because you will give them the words of life. That is the, that is the plan of God. And until you feel that, you, that's fine. Bring them here. Bring them to your life group. Bring them to a men's breakfast. That's fine. But the point is, it's not me. It's supposed to be you to do the work of the ministry. That's what we're being equipped here, right? According to Ephesians 4. We're being equipped that way. So fruit of the Spirit, and that's not my topic today, but that is how we should. And the fruit of the Spirit flows from a heart, flows from a heart that believes right. Our hearts can get very cockeyed. Well, is that a word here? It is. Our words, are, we can get very twisted and bent because we haven't guarded our hearts. We've believed everything that's not even in the Bible. And then we have this convoluted way of thinking. But guess what? We can put off the old mind, man, renew our minds, and put on the new. And, that, and, and that's part of this, the, the series that we're talking about. But it, it is part of us. You will see in, in Ephesians 3 and uh, 4 and Colossians 3, that's very much our responsibility. Again, if you will. You have the power of remaining exactly like you are, getting more of what you're experiencing. And when, they, when you go to see Jesus, you can say, hey, Jesus, I'm home. You can do that. Jesus, if you're born again and you're saved and... That's, if that's all you want out of life, you got it. That's all you want. I, I, don't, I don't want that. I, I want to experience what Jesus said I can. I see more in Scripture. I see more of us being, I see those people, like I said, we're called to those people on the other side of our obedience. Those people that are the fields of harvest. Those people that we can reach with good news. Those people that we are called to be his hands and feet, to have his power flowing through us. And I'm not just talking about miraculous. This fruit is miraculous, right? You know, I could, I could wax on for a long time about that, but like I said, Kenneth Hagin used to say, we, we miss the supernatural looking for the spectacular, and it's so real. We, so, we, we do it all the time. People, people that run after the spectacular are the first to leave when, just like Jesus, crowds and crowds and crowds of people and then one day he says something they don't like and pfft, gone. Yeah. And that's, so I'm real careful with spectacular because I've realized that the supernatural doesn't happen with symbols and band, band, marching bands. I've been on the crusade field and I was shocked when I saw a little kid walking, you know, big old calluses on his knees. 
never walked in his life. He had been walking on his knees. He stood up and he walked, and blind people had seen. And I'm like, you're, you're we're like, but hey, but the band didn't even play. The supernatural, and I'm, that, is, that is just a gift of healing and miracles. But you know, having peace in the midst of turmoil is a supernatural thing. That is supernatural. Fruit of the Spirit is supernatural. It is supernatural. But we've got to change up the way we think about these things. And as we focus over in this series about, you know, about the conditions of the heart and learn how the heart works and why we are where we are, I just want to, and I'll say this again, but be prepared to change and also be okay with accepting where you are right now because God doesn't love you any less right now than he ever will. It's important to know that. It's important to know that you are loved as you are. It is, God loves you as much as he ever will. As much as he ever will, he loves you right now. So none of this is about earning God's love. That You have to know that because this provides an environment for you to deal with stuff that you believe. When the Holy Spirit says, hey, what about this? You don't go oh, and melt and feel like God has thrown you out and you feel all rejected. And No, no, no. That's not the truth at all. Amen? So we're, we're, so we're going we're gonna to wrap this up here for this end. But let's pray. Father... We know that you've already confirmed your word with words, with signs and wonders, Lord. I thank you for those that have been touched by your power in such a personal way. Lord, I just thank you that as we set our intention and our hearts towards you, to yield to you, Jesus does ask that you keep him as Lord of your life. You declare, and if you've never done that, you declare him as Lord of your life to believe in your in your heart that God raised him from the dead and confess with your mouth declare him as Lord that you will be saved and that word saved is healed blessed prospered delivered set free made whole so as always if this is something that you have not done I want you to know that you can do it. And if you are, are, have, never, have never decided for Jesus, then, then just make that simple decision right now because no matter what you do, it's got to be a heart thing. It doesn't even matter if I see it or not. But God does, and he is so, so willing to meet you where you're at. It's a heart cry. What is your heart cry to the Lord? Whatever it is, I want you to let you know that you are so incredibly loved. And God has answers for your many questions. Some of it will take time. Some of it will be very quick. But he has answers for you. Will you seek it? Will you seek it? Will you let your heart learn and hear what he has to say to you? What he has to teach you? Will you learn from him that's your choice totally up to you but know this there has been no person ever on the planet that God has not loved
Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your comfort. We thank you for ministering to hearts and minds. Thank you, Lord, for persuading people of your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for meeting them where they're at right now. We declare every need met in Jesus' name. Amen. If you, if you prayed that prayer, um, even if you have, you know, as usual, we have some really incredible prayer ministers around here. And please know that this is a time you're welcome to, before services or after services, this is a great time to get some ministry time. And um, uh, just um, yield to those. Make them, make them, and if you're online, remember, text the word prayer to 352-441-3016. And uh, we'll have a prayer minister get hold of you. Um, guys, we love you. Uh, think about T, T and Stacy, Karin and I. We, we'll be in Colorado a long time by this time tomorrow. We're getting up really early in the morning just for five days. We're going to be in, we've got the minister's conference out there. And I know we're going to be seeing some of our favorite folks there that, that will also be seeing. In fact, I spoke to Pastor Lamont the other day and he was asking how Lake Haven is and sends lots of love and, and stuff like that. So um, we'll keep you posted with some, with some things, but it's just this, we'll be back on Friday. We love you guys. Thanks for praying for us. Have a great week. Oh, there is still overflow, by the way. All of those things happen, of course, anyhow, when, even when Corin and I aren't here. Have a great week. We love you guys.